Okay, so here's what I want. The note cards that you have, use one of the blank ones. Um, he's going to be telling us a little bit about himself and his life. If there are any questions that you would like to ask him, they all should have cards if they sat down next to cards. Um, we should be good. But there, there's a couple up here. Okay, so um, I would like you guys to, to jot down any questions that you have, and then he's going to answer them in real time. So uh, he's going to answer them right away. Um, but what I want you to do, so we have some uh, that nobody knows who actually wrote the question. Don't write your name on it. Just write it legibly. And then I need you guys to all fold up a note card and send it to the end of the aisle. And then I will have you, I'll, I'll take all of those and then I'll just read the ones that actually have something on it. So um, if you don't have a note card, looks like Terry's got some. Um, so we'll go from there. So, all right, buddy, it's all you. Does this thing work? Oh, there we go. Okay. My name is Trevor. Some of you may know me from high school sports. Some of you may know me as a coach. Some of you may just know me as a guy in the back with a broken leg. But, before, but tonight I want to share my testimony, and in doing so, share just who I am. But before that, I want to ask if any of you ever heard someone in or around church share something and wonder how they are okay with saying that thing out loud. Well, if not, I hope to be your first. You see, when you experience the love and the forgiveness of the one true God, all guilt and shame were taken away, and you are set free. So without further ado, here is my story. Like I said, my name is Trevor, and I was raised here in Imperial. I was born into a loving home with a mom and a dad. I was the second child of a would-be four, and as I grew up, I attended Sunday school in Awana. I learned about who Jesus was and many of the things he did and taught. In Awana, I finished all of the books and memorized lots of verses. I had many of the answers when, some, when teachers would ask questions. I never thought much of it. It was something that I just did. My parents told me to, so I did. I always tried to do what was right and to be a good kid. And when I got into junior high, I started attending the same youth group and listening to the same Josh Keating and Sam McNair. I kept learning more and more about who Jesus was I kept having the right answers. I continued pursuing being a good kid because that's what was expected of me. It was sometime during the junior high years that one of my biggest mistakes happened. Somewhere along the lines, I stumbled into pornography, and this short mistake would be one that chased me for the next five years. When I entered high school, I became extremely self-oriented with my goals. I wanted to play varsity football. I wanted to qualify for state wrestling. I wanted to be valedictorian, and I wanted a girlfriend. I started shifting farther and farther away from seeing a need for God. As in all honesty, as I grew up, I achieved many of these things. I did qualify, and I did play varsity, and I did get a girlfriend. I started taking credit for the success I had and all the things I had accomplished, and I felt as though I had built my success myself through hard work. I was still attending this youth group, and I kept up the image of what I thought a Christian was. I didn't drink, I didn't smoke, but if I'm completely honest, those things were more driven by wanting to be an athlete rather than to glorify God. I tried to be nice to everyone, and I would try to make people smile, but then I could go to the same person behind their back and make fun of them. 
I didn't have sex, but I pushed that boundary about as far as I could, and as my four years went by, this attitude of self-glorification grew and grew. Before I knew it, I was off for college. I went into my freshman year on a baseball scholarship with a girlfriend, coming off a senior year of being valedictorian and a state runner-up. I felt like life was pretty good. During this first semester, my girlfriend started to ask more and more questions regarding my faith, as God had started to move in her life. I started to open up and be honest with her about how it really wasn't all I pretended it to be. My faith is built upon reason and fear. What I mean is that I would tell myself that if Christianity isn't real and I'm wrong, then I'll end up like everyone else anyways. But if Christianity is real and it's the real deal, and I don't pursue it, then I'll end up in hell. And I was afraid of hell. I also opened up to her about my pornography addiction. She tried to help, but for some reason, as I went through with her, I trying to find God, and I seeked him more and more, but I didn't find him. It was more convincing that he really wasn't real. Along with this downward spiral of faith went other things. Baseball started out great, but as the season went along, the reality of how college sports were handled started to set in, and I fell into a bad slump. During all this time, my girlfriend was being moved and worked on by God, and as he moved her to end things, it crushed me. I was furious with God. It was almost the last straw for my relationship with him. You see, I had been calling my girlfriend my gift from God because in reality, she was the only thing that kept me going to church or pursuing him at all. Why would a God that knew this take her away from me? My life was in ruins. The hotshot college athlete with the pretty girl didn't know what defined his life anymore. I remember being on the phone with my parents and telling them that I really only had two options at this point. I could go and find this God for real, or I could go and pursue all the worldly things that college has to offer. And to their credit, they told me that was my options. They didn't try to persuade me either direction. That conversation was on a Friday night, and that following Saturday, I started to watch some of the sermons that moved my girlfriend to end things. At first, I was filled with anger towards the pastor preaching, but then I started to feel a ton of self-conviction. He was warning girls about what their boyfriends should and should not be, and almost felt like he was just describing me. That Sunday, the pastor preached from Luke on the story of the tax collector, and in this sermon, these are some of his points. Jesus finds and seeks us out. We don't have to go find him. And he talked about how to find the real Jesus. He also talked about how you don't have to get it all together before going to the Lord. Your sins are forgiven. You don't have to fix them first. And one of the metaphors he used that has stuck with me since is that it's not the healthy people that need a doctor, it's the sick. The rest of that Sunday, I had this feeling in my gut that I was supposed to be I was supposed to reach out and talk to Coach Carver. I had already started to realize that things in my life were lining up a little too well, but God wasn't done with me yet. You see, I ignored this feeling of needing to talk to Coach Carver all day, and then woke up the next Monday. On that Monday, I took off to go to chapel, which is just a a weekly meeting we have to attend for school. I was greeted that Monday by seeing Coach Carver was a speaker. This was crazy because it was the only time all year that Coach Carver spoke in chapel. And the reason why I had procrastinated talking to him is that Coach Carver really isn't even my coach. You see, the only reason I know him at all is because he recruited me for track for one meeting. I finally gave in and texted Coach Carver, and without a single question asked, he agreed to meet with me. Our meeting got moved back because the baseball games got shifted around, but as I went over to talk to him, I was praying to God that whatever needed to be said would be said. Whatever I needed to hear, I would hear. I got to his office and I started telling Coach Carver about what I was going through. 
Coach Carver listened and shared a similar story, but then he continued on and touched on issues I hadn't even told him about. At the end of the conversation, he asked to pray for me, and as he was praying, it all clicked. I started crying. Coach came and laid his hands on me as he had as he finished praying. I thanked him and headed back to my dorm, but the whole way back, I was just bawling. You see, I had found the God I was looking for. You see, it had been too many things too often in my life. What I mean is that God had always been working in my life, but I wrote things off as coincidence. Because I didn't want to give him credit, I wrote everything off as coincidence. But on March 17th, that theory changed. Nothing in this life is a coincidence. God controls it all. So what did all that change? Well, the man who was once self-glorifying realized that without God, he is nothing, and with God, nothing else around me truly matters. A man addicted to pornography since junior high was set free. God started revealing himself more and more to me each and every day, and I realized that it was not God hiding from me. It was me blinding myself by my own desires. You see, the only reason I couldn't find him when I was trying to find him with my girlfriend was not because he was hiding. It was because I was only searching for him because she wanted me to. I didn't see the need for him in my life, and that's why he didn't reveal himself to me. The porn addiction that had chased me through five years and endless attempts to beat with my own willpower was taken away instantly. You see, this is how God, how quickly God can change you. I once told my girlfriend regarding my porn addiction that it got harder each and every day I went without it. Less than a month later, I told my cousin Logan that it got easier and easier each and every day. That's the power of God. Don't hear me wrong. I am still a sinner that struggles daily. The difference is that now than pursuing... Now, rather than pursuing being better because it's expected of me, I do it because the God that died for me and forgave me of my sins gives me the power to do so. My prayer is that by sharing this here and with you guys, that someone will remove your blind spot and realize that you're sick a little sooner than I did. Thank you.